Welcome to Girl Talk with your host, Melissa Ann. Girl Talk is that show which discusses the real issues black women face being a mom, a dad, a wife, a girlfriend, a sister, a co-worker, a therapist, or whatever hat black women wear on any particular day. Why? Because black women are just dope. Without further ado, here is your host, Melissa Ann. Welcome to Girl Talk. We're back. Happy New Year. We're back. We're back. We're back. I don't know if it's popular demand that we're back by or if we're just back because we need to be back. Listen, we have a great year planned for you. As you can see, I'm solo. The boys are not with us this year, but we are going to learn a lot together. Hey, for the first five sessions, we're going to talk about five things my therapist has taught me. Five things my therapist has taught me. It's no secret. I go to a therapist I have been for the last six years, and it has been phenomenal. It's the best thing that ever happened to me. I don't know if you're looking at seeing a therapist or if you're already seeing a therapist, but hey, if you aren't, it's a great investment. And I'll tell you why in the first five episodes, and maybe we can have some therapists come on and talk through some of the things that I've experienced as well as maybe you've experienced um, being a listener and hopefully we'll give you some healing. The first thing we're going to talk about is carrying emotional baggage. The first thing that my therapist told me was I was carrying too much emotional baggage. What did that mean? I was carrying the weight of the world. I was carrying everything from my childhood, everything that happened in between, everything that happened afterwards and more. All of that weight on my back and never ever stopping to say it's too much weight. You know why? Because women do that. Women continue to go even when they've had enough and they know they've had enough but they still stay in the fight. And so instead of relieving that baggage, you carry it. It's somewhere in your body. It's deep down in your belly. You're carrying on your back. I like to say you're carrying it like rocks in a backpack on your back and suddenly it weighs you down and then you explode. Hey, for me, I went through uh, childhood trauma, being sexually abused, I grew up in an alcoholic home, which was a flagrant alcoholic home. Not a lot of people will admit that, but I am. You know, this that's a part of how I grew up. It's a part of my DNA. It's a part of how I learned to be strong. And from that, as a young girl, there wasn't anyone that was there to fight for me. And so I learned the instant instincts of not having a voice. So when I finally got a voice, what I did was I raised it too high. So I would battle and I would take people in my circle that I wanted to protect. And if those individuals were in my circle, then I would go to battle for them as well. So my voice octave was way, way, way high, which caused me in some instances to lose relationships or to be seen as aggressive or to be seen as someone who's extremely vocal. But in reality, is it was a reaction to the pain that I had felt 
as a child and the, the things that came along with that. So what, did, what are some of those things that come along with that? Being rejected, not having a voice, feeling like you have to protect yourself. There are a plethora of, of items that come along with not only being sexually abused, but growing up in a, a, an alcoholic home is equivalent to um, living in a war zone. And that's a fact, living in a war zone and then, you know, just being stranded there. And I loved my father deeply, but I didn't love who he was as an alcoholic. And my dad died never admitting that he was an alcoholic, never getting help. But the, the destruction that he left in his path was um, detrimental to individuals like myself uh, who became adults and, and coped with that or, or drove it deep down inside of themselves just to be able to cope. So my therapist worked on me and is working on me to take some of those things back. And, and what do we do? The first thing that we did was we took and did a chronology. So we looked at, you know, all of the things that I did or, or were some of the pains that I had from ages five to eight, eight to 10, 10 to 12, et cetera, all the way up to my current age. What are those things that were bothersome to me or those things that really hurt me deeply looked at it from a chronological standpoint. And then she asked me to give it a number from a scale one to 10. One was, you know, you're, it's not really affecting you. 10 is really affecting you. And that exercise was really instrumental in me kind of seeing on paper what exactly I'd been going through. What exactly are the rocks that I'm carrying on my backpack? Were they significant things? Were there things that I was carrying that I no longer needed to carry? How did it affect some of my relationships? If I was in a relationship with someone and they rejected me, how did I respond? All of those things come from understanding a chronology, understanding where you've been, where you've gone, and then how you're going to get there moving forward. How are you going to get to the next step? What are some of the things that you have to move out of the way? And then what she had me do was add closure statements to some of those things. How did I see myself? How did I want to see myself? And what was the closure statement? So there's work anytime that you are working alongside a therapist. And I'm really happy that I have been able to have the opportunity to um afford a therapist. But not only that, it's it's been life-changing um, in that it has definitely matured me. It has also helped me understand that a lot of times it's not you, right? You know, people are quick to say, wow, she, she has an attitude. She has this, she has that. Now, there is an excuse for being malicious to people or being short-tempered with people. But, you know, sometimes people have a lot on their on their plate. And a lot of times you don't know where people are in their journey. And so they're walking along that journey and that last rock 
that you add to their backpack could be the rock that explodes. And that that actually happened to me. I was in a situation where um, I was in a work situation where it was just, it became too much. And that's why I decided to seek therapy because it was the last rock that needed to be thrown in my backpack and I was going to explode. And so where are you today? Where, where are you on your journey? Have you done a chronology? Have you looked at, you know, all the way back to childhood when, you know, the first age that you can remember, I can remember five years old and, and, and being five years old and watching my father get arrested um, for drunk driving. That's how far back uh, my memory is. So some things around that trigger me. Some things around that um, situation are things that I needed to look at to see what are some of the triggers? How do I feel when certain things happen that triggered that moment? You know, from ages five to 12, I was um, sexually abused. And many individuals carry that rock and it's a big rock. Um, and I won't say it's any particular demographic or culture. It just happens to a lot of women. And now we're seeing that it's happening to men. And individuals are starting to speak up about it and be more vocal about it. But there was a time when you just, you didn't talk about it. Um, and I didn't talk about it until, you know, first I did tell my mom. Um, and she took me to the doctor, doctor confirmed. And then she just, I, I don't know what it was, whether she, she still had to work. She didn't believe me what it was, but she took me back to the place where I was being sexually abused. And, and I don't blame her because she was in a situation where she was living with an alcoholic husband and she probably needed to work to support her family. Um, however, I never told anyone again until I was 35 years old and started to talk about it then. But even then, I don't think I had much feeling about it until I realized how detrimental it was to me, even as a parent, being very, very, very um, protective overly protective, watching um, individuals, not having individuals around my daughter. So I think some of those after effects really did affect me in a way. Um, and then, you know, obviously you, you go from one extreme to the next, you know, you, some women are become, you know, think I did not, but, you know, use drugs. Some women become overly promiscuous. I don't think I, you know, did any of those things. And I don't know why I think, you know, God protected me from having that frame of mind, but I think it was just too much going on in my house for me to figure out, you know, to pick a struggle, so to speak. But anyway, if you are not seeing a therapist, let me tell you, you're missing out. Not only is it a in getting some of those rocks out of your backpack, 
the backpack that you're carrying that's weighing you down. But it's also an opportunity for you to have a conversation with someone in an open space that is a judgment-free zone. Judgment-free zone. If I could walk into my therapist session and say, girl, let me tell you what happened today. That to me is so um, calming in itself and that it's not stuffy and that I can be the true person that I want to be and have a conversation and then get feedback back on how I handle things or if I'm in a bad mood, you know, or understanding that my therapist knows just by my responses, how I'm feeling, whether I say I'm fine or I'm okay, or yeah, it's okay. She knows by the tone of my voice and how I'm feeling, exactly how I'm feeling, and then offers, you know, to dig deeper into, you know, the conversation so that we can get it out, put it on the table, have the conversation, add a closure statement if necessary, or go write a letter if it's necessary. One of another exercise that she gave me was to bucketize individuals that hurt me, that I needed to forgive, those individuals that were my allies, that my, you know, not even my biological brothers and sisters, but my day ones, and then in those people that are associates. And so I had to, to write those names of those individuals down. And the first bucket was to forgive, which is difficult within itself, having to forgive, but learning to understand that forgiveness isn't for them. Forgiveness is for you because you got to pull that rock out of your backpack because it's, it's weighing you down for no reason because you haven't forgiven the person. We can talk about this for days and days and days and days, and I really want to. So our next session in two weeks, y'all, happy new year. Did I say that? We will talk about the second thing that my therapist told me, and that is setting boundaries. Think about that for a moment. It's a big word, boundaries. I have some I allow people to break them. I'm sure you have some. You still allow people to break them. Guess what that does? It adds rocks to your backpack. So anyway, I am not a therapist. I'm telling you about my situation with my therapist. I think that you, when you choose a therapist, you should choose someone that is very good in their craft, someone that has gone to school, for their craft, not someone who has a certificate or who is posing as a therapist because they could mess you up. Been to some that weren't as effective. But if you find one, find one that has gone to school for their craft where they can understand even by the tone of your voice how you're feeling in a day and be able to address it. And someone who's willing to have a conversation with you, not check the boxes. You've been listening to Girl Talk. And as always, I see you because I am you and I cannot wait to continue 
this conversation. You have just listened to the Girl Talk podcast with your host, Melissa Ann. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Until next time, remember, I see you because I am you.